What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. What if kittens played the clock and spilled? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're starting off with a question from a patron named Izzy. Hi, I'm Izzy. My What If question is, what if when you took your hat off, it was full of spider webs? (laughs) Oh, wow, Izzy. That is truly something I've never imagined, and it makes me want to go check my hats. But first, we've got one more question from Miriam. Hello, my name is Miriam, and I'm six years old. My what if question is, what if Fred the dog had a bike, and it had wings, and he flew it all over what if city? Bye. Oh, thank you so much, Miriam. But before I get to that, I got a shout out for James. Happy belated fifth birthday, James. And a hello to your little sister, Lulu. And I've got a big beep boop to Oren from Riverside, California. He likes Minecraft and Legos. Well, I got another shout out for Owen, who's seven from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and he likes to play Super Mario. I've got a meow out for Emma from San Francisco. She's eight years old, and she knows how to spell JFCAT correctly. J-F-K-A-T. Hey, are we spelling or are we shouting out, Jojo? Proceed. Well, my last shout-out is for Atlas, age 8, from Bellevue, Washington. And a very special final shout-out to a grown-up boy named Rin. Rin's daughter, Abby, wanted to give her shout-out to her father, who absolutely loves Legos and playing with his five children. Wow, Rin sounds like one lucky dad. Indubitably. Now let's find out. What if when you took your hat off, it was full of spiderwebs? And what if Fred the dog had a bike and it had wings and he flew it all over What If City? Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. 
it's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Berenstain Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Fair Elise was enjoying a dinner at home with her partner Sprite Alright and their daughter Pixicado. Tonight, they were breaking the dinner rules a little bit by having the radio on so they could hear who won the What If World presidential election. Papaloo's News here, uh, apparently on the radio now. Papaloo's voice came out of a tiny speaker in a little old-fashioned radio box. And after lots of kids voted all over the world, the winner by a landslide is... Not pausing for dramatic effect. Uh, not because I uh misplaced the envelope. Hang on. Ah, uh, because I also use that as a bookmarker. Ah. Uh, oh, Pixie Carter, who cares? Let's just turn the radio off and enjoy our dinner. Mother, it's ever so important. Who looks after what if world? You know, I'm gonna have to agree with our Pixie Carter. Oh, fine. But we're shutting the radio off and enjoying our dinner the moment he announces the president. Well, it's been an exciting two hours of me searching around my house, looking for the envelope that contains the answer to the question you've all been asking. You know, in all the search for the envelope, I, I forgot what that question was. Who's going to be president? Oh, my goodness. Fairly. What? Did... Did he just hear me through the radio? No, I didn't just hear you through the radio. It's your name on the envelope. Okay, but you clearly heard me that time. To anyone out there who may be shouting at their radio right now, yes, I did just say it. Fair Elise got more votes by far than any other candidate. But I, I didn't know I was running for president. This just did. Fair Elise didn't even know she was running for president. All right, uh, he must be able to hear me, right? It seems likely, Mother, yes. All right, well, let's celebrate. Oh, ladies, gentlemen, and people, of all kinds. A giant, unimaginable creature of horror has just burst its way into my studio. And no, this isn't a War of the Worlds type thing. This is actually happening. Gathunko, how dare you break into my studio? This is very clearly a tool shed. Uh-uh. No, when you put a microphone in a place, it's a studio. Mama Jemma said so. What? I said you said that wherever the microphone ends up, that's the studio. I just said that to get you out of the house. Oh, well, it had a nice rig at the time. Babaloo, 
There must have been some mistake with the presidential election. Why did you hear the envelope? See, it's right here. No amount of paper crinkling would make me believe that the people voted against me. Well, they didn't vote against you. A lot of them voted for you. Well, then there you have it. I, Cuthuncle, am president of what if world? Uh, no, no, I, I was just trying to soften the blow. You lost. You lost big time. B big time? Yeah, but Petrina the Pirate got more votes than you. She's been in like four episodes. What's that talk about me? Petrina, what are you doing here? She's having tea with me. Get back to your radio program. I'll take my presidential crown now. Ah, uh, there, uh, there's no crown, and you're not president, so... Why don't you just uh, stop absorbing my tool shed into your horrifying mass and, uh, you know, uh, go away. Oh, I'll go away, all right. I'll go all the way away. Oh, God. Uh, you, did, you didn't let me finish. I, I was I was pausing for dramatic effect. Well, I'm sorry. It's just dead air on a radio show. It doesn't work so well. To the what house? The what? What? Go all the way to the what house. Oh, well, enjoy your visit. No, I'm going to conquer. Uh, forget it. Okay, folks, you heard it here first. Feral Ace is our new president. Uh, now since our musical band canceled, and my CD player isn't working, I'm going to do some improv scatting for the next uh, 45 minutes. <clears throat> Fairlease turned off the radio. Mother, it was just getting good, was it? All right, all right, it's bedtime, Pixicato. Apparently, we have a big day tomorrow. But I'm going to be president tomorrow? There was a knock on top of their thimble house. Hey, Fairlease, uh, it's Alabaster Zero, y your partner. Oh, I should have seen this coming. And with a flick of her wand, <laughs> Alabaster had shrunk inside their little thimble house. Fairlease, why'd you do it? I didn't. Th the people did. The people put spider webs underneath their hats? What? Uh, this isn't about me being president? No, of course not. I'm super happy for you. Oh, that's... Showing a lot of maturity, Alabaster's. However, I am putting you under arrest. Oh. For the crime of putting spiderwebs under the hats of everybody who was wearing a hat at the time. I sentence you to life in Alabaster, remember that you can't also do the sentencing. Especially not before there was a trial and... Oh, you're right, 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 right. Sorry, just getting ahead of myself. Mother, are you a common criminal? Haven't this just been a misunderstanding? Yes, Pixicato. Calling someone a common criminal is classist and reductive. No, I mean, I don't think that you should be under arrest for something like spiderwebs. I'm sorry. But when I lifted up my fedora cap that I sometimes wear when I'm trying to look extra cool, there was spiderwebs under there, and they spelled out your name. 
Alabaster? That means that I am a suspect, certainly. But you wouldn't just jump straight to arresting me. If I'm going to be president, you're going to have to do these things better. What? No. You'll just help me figure it out along the way. Mother, I don't think he realizes that you being president would preclude you from working as a detective full time. I... <laughs> I precluded that right away, Pixicato. Uh, very well, Alabaster. Let us have one final case before I go uh, part-time. The case of the spiderweb cap. All right, good case name. Colon, a tangled web. Dash, zero fair investigations, final mission. Question mark. Right then. Semicolon. All right, you can't have a semicolon after a question mark. Sprite. Could you just teleport us to New Watch City so we can do some investigating? All right, Madam President. Oh, you. And there stood Alabaster and flew Fairlease right in the middle of New Watt City. Honk, honk, Fairlease. Honk, honk, To see a scene of chaos. There were a bunch of people out late at night, all wearing hats and acting very strangely. They were crashing vehicles and chasing each other around. And all the while, the people wearing hats were shouting, Fair Elise. They're saying my name. I get to do it, Fair Elise. Alabaster. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It just seems obvious that you're the villain here. It would take phenomenal power to cast a spell on this many people all at once. Well, that's true. Your power has always been a little more nominal, really. Ouch, that kind of stings. An alabaster walked over to a little weasel wearing a baseball cap and flapping his half-broken mechanical wings as if he were trying to fly. Fairlease, hey. hey, Stevie Fleasel, um, Fairlease. Would you mind if I took your baseball cap off? Fairlease, I'm gonna take that as a yes. I, I think it might be controlling your brain. When Alabaster removed the cap, a bunch of spider webs were underneath, and indeed, written in the silken web were the words "Fair Elise." Oh, hey, hands off the merchandise, Alabaster. I'm sorry, I, I was just trying to free you from a mind control spell. Okay, well, consider me free. Sheesh. Stevie, do you remember how you got these webs under your hat? Well, that's a funny thing. You know, I don't usually wear hats. But I got one or two lying around the house and, uh, you know, I heard you was the next president and then suddenly there was a hat on my head. It's worse than I thought. Oh, man, that's such a good detective-y thing to say. Uh, you really are the master, Fair Elise. <laughs> Thank you, Alabaster, but the problem here is that this isn't just affecting people who put on their caps like you. You mean the hats are finding their way on our heads? I'm afraid so. Ah, now I gotta throw away all my hats that I never wear. And Stevie scrambled off. Well, that wasn't much of a clue. How can we track a thousand walking hats? Come on, Alabaster. Who has the most to gain from besmirching my name? <sighs> Who indeed would want to take down the president? The former president. Farewell! And right on cue. 
Fred the dog came pedaling past them, flying through the sky on a bike with wings. Oh no, Fred, they got you too. No, I was just saying, look out, Feralise, it's me, Fred the dog, trying to figure out how to use this bike. It's really hard, you know, pedaling in three dimensions. I think I need more gears on these handlebars. Fred the dog, you're under arrest for framing Feralise in order to keep your presidency. Oh, that's silly. I don't even want to be president. I just want to fly around New York City on my bike with wings. It was a gift from Miriam. Oh, but you gotta be guilty. You've got on a bicycle helmet, but your brain isn't controlled. So obviously, you made the spiderweb curse with your president powers. So you're immune to it. Oh no, my bicycle helmet was full of spiderwebs. Then why aren't you brain controlled? Isn't it obvious? Folks at home, is it obvious to you? Listen, my tongue gets spiderweb stuck on it all the time. It's just one of the problems of having a really long tongue you can't fully control. And indeed, when Fred stuck out his tongue, they could make out a clump of spiderweb and a little letter F. Okay, I didn't need to see that. Yes, we did. It's evidence. Oh, good. Could you get it off of my tongue and put it in one of those cool little evidence bags and label it like Exhibit A? You don't label the exhibits until court. Shh. There are so many more changes I should have made while I was president. Anyway, good luck, Feralise. And Fred hopped back on his bike, holding on to the handlebars with his two forepaws and pumping the pedals with his rear paws. Um, Fred... Do you have any tips for me on how to be a good president? Well, Feralise, it's kind of like being a parent, you know? Nobody gives you a manual. Actually, there are thousands of books on parenting. Oh. And peer-reviewed studies. Okay. There are podcasts and workshops, support groups. Okay, okay, well, well, there's no handbook for being president. Haven't there been like thousands of books written about all the past presidencies and prime ministerships? And kings and queens and emperors. Okay, yeah, but nobody hands it to you is what I'm saying. You know, nobody gives you the parenting or the president handbook. You just gotta figure it out for yourself. Well, either way, Fred, we could use a little help. Oh, fine. I guess I'm still technically president till I hand over my presidential crown or whatever. There's no crown. And Fred, Feralise, and Alabaster Zero went around pulling the hats off of everyone who'd been zombified. Fred the dog licked them off with his tongue. Alabaster pried hats off with his hands. And Feralise worked fastest of all using her magic to zip off Hat's rapid fire. Okay, it's getting late, everybody. I'm glad you're not brainwashed anymore. So I'm gonna turn on my radio and ride off into the night. Okay, I just, I'm just gonna skip the radio part then. And ride off into the night, never to be heard from again. For like an episode or two, or maybe less. And off Fred went to enjoy his retirement. Alright, Alabaster. 
Maybe we'll pick this up in the morning? No, no, you'll be president in the morning. We've got to solve this case now. My friend, I'll never stop being your partner in crime solving. Yes, you will. Everything's gonna be different. You know what? You're right. Many things will be different. But you are my friend and my detective protege. I think you're a real pro too. <sighs> Do you have a hunch perchance about who could have perpetrated this crime? Oh, what you've taught me, I can't just follow my gut all the time. That's because your gut was not digesting enough information. Now I dare say you're paying more attention. Maybe you should take the lead on this one. Well, uh, we know it's going to be someone who, who's got even more magic than you. Yes. But probably not Abacus. He, he respects you too much. Probably not. And maybe it's someone who wants to be president because it happened right after you were elected. Indeed. But it's not Fred, and it wouldn't be Sprite all right, even though she was in the running. Yes, we were having dinner together, and we're partners. Ooh, ooh, I think I have a hunch. Lead the way, detective. Hey, Fred. What? Could you give us all a ride? Oh, come on. I just flew off all cool-like. It wasn't that cool. Remember the scatting? Yes, it's like now you get a chance at another cool exit. I don't know. Riding triple on a bike doesn't sound that cool. Uh, it's cool when one of the people is wearing a fedora. No, you all have to wear bicycle helmets. It is the law, Alabaster. And an hour later... Fred the dog had dropped them off at the woods outside the what house. You're not coming? We're, we're gonna, like, save the presidency. Did the words retirement mean anything to you, Alabaster? Uh, it's not when you change the tires on your car. No, it isn't. Bye! To be continued. I know it. Sometimes a story just gets away from me, and Fairlease becoming president needed to be bigger than 20 minutes. So we'll be back next week with the conclusion. Folks at home, with the holidays fast approaching, you can give the gift of ad-free What If World to your loved ones by checking out patreon.com slash whatifworld. Right now we're offering 10% off an annual membership. I also want to thank some of the kids and families who have recently mailed our P.O. box. Ari sent me a t-shirt from his podcast by and for kids called At Your Level. Thanks, Ari. Lauren McGuire sent me lovely illustrations of a bunch of What If World characters, as well as a great question. And Kat Perona colored in her own What If World characters, including Papaloo as a pig, which I thought was just brilliant, and now I can't stop seeing him that way. So if there's any snail mail you'd like to send, you can address it to What If World or Mr. Rerick, P.O. Box 4905, Panorama City, California, 91412. And I'll toss that in the show notes for fun. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who know that relationships change over time, but that doesn't mean they have to disappear. And it certainly doesn't make your time together any less special. Until we meet again, keep wondering.